So we continue then with a series of talks on the Metta Sutta, the Discourse on Loving Kindness. And as, I, as, as I'm doing it this week is by dividing the text into parts, kind of kind of four parts. And this coming next part is the shortest part of the text. And um, kind of paradoxically or ironically, in the classic instructions for loving-kindness practice, which is uh, found in a 5th century meditation manual by a, a teacher named uh, Buddha Gosha. It's a big book called The Path of Purification. And that's where the modern practice of loving-kindness, the most common uh, uh, way to practice, comes from this particular book. And um, it's a big manual on meditation. And the ninth chapter of the book is about Brahma-Vihara meditation, the meditations of loving-kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. And um, and the biggest discussion about the, is about the first one, loving-kindness. But in the, in the section about loving-kindness, most of that section, many, many pages, has to do about um, um, overcoming resentment and anger. Uh, because uh, I guess the, one of the biggest obstacles for loving kindness is if we have resentment towards someone and it's hard to have kindness or goodwill towards them or anger towards them. And so it's really a treatise or, or instructions on overcoming anger more than it is uh, uh, teachings on loving kindness. So in the Metta Sutta, this next part uh, is about that, but it's only uh, four lines. And at this time, I think I've succeeded in posting uh, this part of the Metta Sutta, or actually what we've done so far, uh, in the YouTube uh, page where it says a little description of what we're doing underneath the video. And if you click on uh, Show More, I think it'll show it to you. And the bottom of that is, um, Let no one deceive another or despise anyone anywhere. Let no one through anger or aversion wish for others to suffer. So um, here we have a, uh, a call to put aside anything that gets in the way of the goodwill. But this text is not only about loving kindness, it's really about the path to liberation uh, through loving kindness. And the path of liberation cannot be found uh, in being angry or despising or having aversion towards anyone, especially if that is a, a wish for them to suffer, certain certain kind of hostility. And this that kind of feeling, that attitude, is, really goes against the grain uh, of, um, of uh, liberation because it involves getting unliberated. It involves getting um, entangled or in bondage or caught uh, not free if we're caught in resentment or anger. And uh, now, it's not necessarily all anger, uh, but the anger, any anger that involves hostility, any anger that involves ill will towards someone, wishing uh, others to suffer. 
And so in this uh, classic text on uh, loving kindness, then, a big section is about overcoming anger and resentment. And uh, it's kind of uh, fun to read because he gives uh, instructions about uh, what what you can do. And then he says, well, if that doesn't work, then try this. And then he says, if that doesn't work, try this. If that doesn't work, try this. And um, and he goes a whole, through a whole series of you know options. And then finally, as the last one, um, if nothing else works, uh, then um, uh, he says, uh, 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 get involved in the practice of gift giving. So either give the person that you're angry with or hostile with, give them a gift or allow them to give a gift to you. So either direction, um, whatever is happening or easy, um, that that's the final, the most, you know, the last resort <laughs> for, um, for overcoming anger and resentment. And uh, I don't know why it has to be last, why not just first. But anyway, it's the last one. And in between, there are things like um, uh, just drumming up loving kindness for them or thinking about the good qualities the person has or thinking about how when there's anger and resentment, uh, the person who has the anger, the resentment, is harming themselves. And um, and they're causing, it literally says, is causing damage to oneself that the enemy cannot create. So... Uh, others can kind of cause us harm in a variety of ways, but that to really get into the deepest parts of the heart and mind in this ancient text, the, it's only you who can do that by having anger or resentment or something like that. So there's all these things to do. Um, and uh, maybe each of you has your own effective way of, um, and, uh, and an effective and skillful and respectful way of working with anger and resentments and aversion, hostility. I like to think of these states of mind as something that deserves, I don't know if deserves the right word, but something that's well worth respecting. Um, so not to have an automatic hostility towards our hostility, not to have an automatic aversion to aversion or, or ill will, but to uh, understand, to have respect for it. Sometimes we respect things which are dangerous. And so we respect it, these things, but these states are dangerous. But we respect them partly because of their danger, and we want to be very careful with them and so they don't cause uh, harm. They don't uh, succumb to the danger that they bring. But also, um, the, uh, they are kind of like messengers. And you don't want to kill the messenger. And the messenger sometimes is that we are hurting in some ways. Or the messenger is that there's something about ourselves that feels scared. Or the message is that uh, there's something unwholesome going on inside of us. And that unwholesomeness needs attention if we want to find our way to the wholesome. And so, in fact, what is unwholesome inside of us uh, might be the the thing that most needs our goodwill, needs our compassion, needs our generosity of spirit. Um, if we keep pushing away what's unwholesome inside of us or pushing it down, um, it just festers and uh, it just gets worse. And 
and uh, and we live kind of a divided life between what we're willing to face and what we're ignoring and um and the um and so anger sometimes is a me- if you see it as a messenger and uh, and what is the message what's underneath the anger what's behind it and not a few times part of what anger is is something in ourselves that needs uh goodwill that needs uh, to be reassured that needs maybe to be let go of but not let go with hostility but put down with respect and care um uh, that it comes, you know, that's there. So this idea of living a wholesome life means to bring a wholesomeness to those parts of ourselves which are unwholesome. So in a sense, be our own friend that way. And so when this Smetta Sutta says, let no one deceive another or despise anyone anywhere. Let no one through anger or aversion wish for others to suffer that I see this first and foremost is it's directed towards ourselves. That uh, we uh, we don't want to be this kind of way. We don't want to deceive anyone else or despise anyone, and um, nor be angry or aversive towards anyone. And so, to really cultivate putting those down, to cultivate the absence of this deception, the absence of tricking people or or presenting ourselves different than who we are, or getting people to do what we want. To, kind of little bit through manipulation or just don't despise anyone respect everyone Um, uh, don't despise yourself so to to enter this world of our unwholesome and begin looking how to put it down relax it heal it um, uh, bring forth what is wholesome um, and um, and and put down any hostility. So, let no one through anger and aversion wish for others to suffer. Now, logically maybe, or you know, it doesn't seem like anyone or any of you want that, but to be mean towards someone, to say something slightly mean or even sarcastic, uh, critical, uh, kind of underneath it, it is a little bit like poking people maybe or getting back at people or... or um, you know, someone says something not so nice to ourselves and we kind of respond in kind because we want to get back at them. There's all kinds of small ways in which we are not, we, we kind of kind of trying to irritate people or get back at them, get revenge or something. And uh, or even complaining sometimes is more than just complaining. It's kind of a critique, a criticism that's kind of poking at people. And um, And so... The idea is, if you really want to cultivate loving kindness, really want to cultivate the path of liberation, there's a profound thing to be done, a health, very healthy thing to be done, a, I would say, a very inspiring thing to do, and that is to uh, to um, overcome any tendency towards hostility, to learn to recognize it when it comes up, and not give in to it. To learn to recognize it when it comes up and meet it with what's wholesome. And and um, so that our intention, the way that we are motivated to live our life, is uh, has, uh, even though there might be some feelings that are difficult, angry feelings and all that, 
the important thing is the intention, the, what drives how we speak and act in the world. And in there, um, uh, have no wish for others to suffer. Rather, this is the wish, this is the intention to come from. And that's the section just before that in the poem. May all be happy and secure. May all beings be happy at heart. All living beings, whether weak or strong, tall, large, medium or short, tiny or big, seen or unseen, born or to be born, may they all be happy. So that's the art of loving kindness, is to discover how to have this be the motivating force inside of us, this kind of goodwill, having put aside the ill will that's there, not acting on it and healing it in some deep way. And um, so it's a, this is a worthwhile, very worthwhile way of living and practicing. And, um, and imagine that if you've memorized the Metta Sutta and recited these words every day, this is a classic practice in, in Buddhism is to m- memorize a text like this and say it to yourself over and over again uh, and uh, see the effect it has on us of saying these kinds of words. So thank you and um, I'll continue tomorrow. <laughs>